Thank you for joining us for this message from Cornerstone Community Church in Lynchburg, Virginia. Here's Pastor Willie Taylor. Today, we are going to do part two of the message that started last Sunday, which was living in the supernatural. Now, last week I started off by saying that we're going to give you five ways that we could do that. And I gave you only three of the five. I gave you one. I gave you two. Number one and number two. Then I skipped over three uh, and four. Then I gave you five, but I didn't name five. And I wanted to let you know that that uh, when we were talking about the uh, ones who were asked to feed the Grecian widows, uh, that was actually number five, which was the third one I I covered. And so uh, that would be, uh, I'm not going to teach on on number two and number, number, I'm not going to teach on three and four uh, today. But I'm going to something else. They're still living by living in the supernatural. They're still living in the supernatural. And we want to start in, my, I'm going to attempt to do four parts, four things, four points. And if the Holy Spirit, you know, is, wants me to do that, I will. But if he doesn't, I'll change it. You know, that's just the way it is. Okay. Open your Bibles to Luke chapter 5. In Ivy, uh, I added a scripture uh, just before closing in Matthew 8, Matthew 8, verses 14 through 17, I might get to it. Don't know. Verse 12. That's where we want to start. Now, here's an account. And we're going to stay in, in, in this particular area. And then we might add three scriptures to that at the end. But this is the, the bulk of what God wants me to uh, give you. While he was in one of the cities and in other places, it was at Capernaum. Behold, there was a man covered with leprosy. So it's not a good situation. Not a good situation. And when he saw Jesus, and that's what we've been lifting up the name this morning, Jesus. There's no other name under heaven that a man can be saved other than Jesus. No other name. And Jesus, he said that if he goes, he'll send us the Holy Spirit, which he did. And the Holy Spirit, he teaches us all things and and he just shows us those things that are that are that are ours 
that belong to Jesus. And, of course, everything that the Father has, he's given to Jesus. So uh, the Holy Spirit, he's still doing his work. And we acknowledge him today, you know, on this day that uh, is dedicated to his coming. And so praise the Lord for the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And when he saw Jesus, he fell on his face and implored him, saying, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. That's the first point I want to bring out. Point number one is that if we're going to move in the supernatural, we have to believe that Jesus, he is willing to meet us at our need. If you don't believe that he's willing, see the leper, he wouldn't have come. He wouldn't have fallen down uh, uh, and implored Jesus if he didn't think nothing was going to happen, that he would get trampled over. No, no, he, he knew something was going to happen. And I want us to know that something is going to happen. And see, a lot of times what we, we, we uh, hear people say that, well, I know he can, but I don't know if he will. You know, when we're, we're speaking of healing, yeah, that's, that's, that's what he normally, we normally say. Well, I know, I know he can, but I don't know whether he will. And it's usually because... We don't see things happening in the natural. So what I want us to know is that we want to be of a, of a different spirit. We want to be like Joshua and Caleb. Let the it, let it 10, let the 20, let the 40, let the 100, let the 1,000, let how many they want to uh, believe that, that uh, well, I don't know whether he's willing or not. I just don't know. Uh, you know, I didn't do my devotions this morning. You know, <laughs> it's not dependent upon, I guarantee you that leopard didn't do no devotion, you know, <laughs> you know, you know, no devotion. But he had a need and he had a, a source that could meet that need in Jesus. And we have a source that can meet that need also in Jesus. And so we have to be willing to call upon the name that's above every name. So he says, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Now, I wonder, can we really say, Lord, if you are willing, you can heal me. Lord, if you are willing, you can get rid of this troubling stuff that's in, in my mind. See, some people are not sick physically, but they are sick mentally. And Jesus can meet that need. Now, are we any different than this leper? Let's look, look and see what it says in verse uh, 
13. And he stretched out his hand and touched him, saying, I am willing. That's that's, that's, that's so nice, isn't it? That's so nice. I am willing. And we need to be saying that instead of repeating what the enemy tells us sometimes, because he'll tell us, well, he's not willing. Because, see, you, 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 you know what you did. You know, you, you, you know what you did. He's not pleased with you. He is pleased with you. He saves you. He died for you. He is, oh, my goodness. He, he, that's what he, he, he is pleased with you. He says, be cleansed. Be cleansed. Sometime later, maybe three or four years, he was clean. Does it say that? No. And immediately, the leprosy left him. Does Jesus have that kind of power? That immediately... He can pronounce that man cleansed. He can immediately heal. He can immediately say he is willing and he is able. (laughs) Then he said, but go and show yourself to the priest and make an offering for your, your cleansing, just as Moses commanded as it as a testimony to them. That's that's a good thing. We have a a testimony I want to give you. Can you come up? You don't have to come up here. But can you come up? Miss Dorsey has been wanting to give this testimony for a long time. <laughs> I said, just hold on, sis. Hold on. Okay, share with the congregation. Uh, I think you had a something in the New Year's you wanted to for God to do or something like that. Uh, about three things or something, I don't know. What I told him, I said, Lord, this is what I want for this year. This is the New Year. I want to see people saved. I want to see them healed. And, Lord, I want to be out of debt. So the Lord had spoke to me and told me that my debt was not mine, but it was his. And he would take care of that. And so I just went on praising God. God, you say you're going to take care of it. I didn't know how he was going to do it. So I had got up. I went to the bank to make a mortgage payment. And a person called me and said, what are you doing? I said, well, I, I just left from the bank. I went to make my mortgage payment. She said, can I come down there and see you in 20 minutes? I said, sure, you can. So she came down. She said, we're going back to the bank. I want to help you, just like that. I said, okay. I jumped and got my pocketbook going to the bank with her. And so when I was sitting in the car, when she said, I'm going to help you, I said, but you don't know how much this is. She said, what do you mean I don't know how much it is? I don't. But she said, I'm going to help you. So she said, I'm, I said, well, $6,400. And 
She said, that ain't nothing. I'm going to take care of that. That lady went in and paid $6,428. Wiped me out of debt. <laughs> I'm telling you, God can do anything. He can do anything. The only thing you got to do, this is what I see in a lot of people. I'm not saying it here, but a lot of people that I run to every day, they don't pay the tithes in their office. I said, well, wait a minute. Why you don't do it? She said, we, we just don't have enough. I said, well, Jesus is more than enough. I said, step right by faith. Begin to pay your tithes and your offering. When Jesus said, put him first. I said, that means in your ties, your offering, and everything you do. I said, always put him first. And I said, look, step up by faith and do it. I ran across this lady about two weeks after that. She said, I've done what you told me to do. But you know, after I did that, the enemy came against me. I said, I know he was going to come against you, but you keep on doing it, you hear? So she kept doing it. I, I mean, I praise God because I know God can do anything. If anyone in here... Oh, you believe in God for whatever, it's a healing of whatever it is. Let me tell you one thing. God ready to do it. He has already done it. He said it is finished. So I don't put up with no tax of the enemy because I know it's finished. When he come against me, I say, no, I'm not receiving that. I had Minerva to attack me last Thursday. I was getting ready to pray. I said, Minerva, you got to pray on me first. She said, okay. So she prayed over me. The attack left just like that. So we went on and prayed. We had a good time praying. When I got home, he had attack on do it again. I said, look, I'm not taking that back. So he left. <laughs> look, wait a minute. I'm going to attack him back every time he attacked me. Let, let me ask you now. Um, you asked him also about you wanted to see souls saved and people yes. healed like that. Has it been given opportunities to yes. witness or anything like that? Yes. Every time. And, and, oh, and, and also you tell me about this person that you pray for. I think this is a young man. He had been having uh, mental problems or something. Right. Uh, talk right. Uh, <laughs> this is a person that I pray for all the time, and he'd been having some kind of problem. I think it happened to him when he was 15 years old or something like that. So I started praying with him, sharing the word with him, standing with him. So one day I called him and asked him, how was he doing? He said, I'm being attacked. I said, well, let's just pray. I said, look, the Bible says, if any two of us on earth agree, ask and anything of his father, it shall be given unto us. I said, you understand that? He said, yeah. I said, okay, we're going to pray. I'm tired of the enemy attacking you. So we prayed. Let me tell you. That guy got healed, went to sleep, and slept all night. His mother said when she woke up the next morning, he was still asleep. And been healed ever since. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, we serve a God can do anything. Let's give God. The only thing we got to do is trust Him. Yes, that's it. That's it. Let's give God a hand. Praise God. Thank you, Ms. Dawson. Praise God. Mighty, mighty God. Mighty, mighty God. Verse 14, and he ordered him to tell no one, but go and show yourself to the priest and make an offering uh, for your cleansing, just as Moses has commanded. 
uh, as a testimony uh, to them. But, but the news about him was spreading even further, and large crowds were gathering uh, to hear him and to be healed of their sicknesses. And that's important because I say it's important because uh, when people start hearing about what you're doing, don't you know that young man that you prayed for and he wasn't able to sleep much before then and then, you, you know, then he slept. The thing is that if somebody, if God sends somebody to him, He's going to share that good news. That's what he's going to share. He's going to share that good news. You cannot keep good news from traveling when it's, when it's, when it's helping people. Now, we know that, that um, we can tell Ms. Doris, oh, we want to, hey, shh, 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 don't tell anybody what happened. My goodness. She's been telling everybody, oh, she's she not going to close up. She's not going to close up. She's been giving me uh, the testimony about this young man uh, for a long time. That was even before you uh, got your your mortgage paid for. Uh, you were sharing that. And then when he did that, you were probably dancing. <laughs> you know, I said, wow. You know, it's not too many people that will pay your mortgage off. Not too many people do that. You probably wouldn't even want them to do it anyway. You know, probably wouldn't. <laughs> Let's go down to verse 17. One day he was teaching, and there was one Pharisee, some Pharisees and teachers of the, of the law sitting there who had come from every village in Galilee and Judea, and from Jerusalem. Now, that's number two. That a lot of times, everybody is not going to be receptive to what you say. Everybody is not going to be receptive to your testimony, Ms. Dorsey. You know, they're not going to be joyful because you got your Mortgage paid off. They're going to start wondering, oh, why are you? You know, you're not anything special. You know, why they pay yours off? Wish somebody would pay mine off. You know, uh, they, they, they're just, they, they're not rejoicing with you. And see, the Pharisees, these teachers of the law, and um, they were there not to Cheer Jesus on. They were there trying to catch him in something so they can uh, destroy him. And so don't look for every time you're going to share about Jesus, every time you're going to pray for somebody, every time you're going to serve somebody, that everybody's going to be joyful about it. But... Know that 
it doesn't matter because it says here, and the power of the Lord was present for him to perform healing. So regardless of, he knew they were there. He knew uh, what they were thinking. But it doesn't stop the power of God. It doesn't stop the power of God. And you got to know that. Whether it's at your workplace, whether it's wherever it is that you want to, if God says, I want you to, to pray for this person, then you pray for them. You don't want to look around and say, ooh, my, wait, wait a minute. We're in a grocery store here, you know. What is somebody going to think? Somebody might come by who know me, you know, and think I'm religious or something. No, you just do what the Spirit of God leads you to do and let God, the results, uh, be on God. Because he's more than able to carry out anything that he asks you to do. So that's number two. Now, number one, you know, we, we said what number one was. And number two, now, now let's go a little further here. The power of God was there to, to heal. Oh, the power of God. I wanted the power of God here today to heal. I wanted the power of God in your, in your home to heal. You know, I wonder. And that's what I have to wonder. That's what we all wonder. And um, it is. It is. As long as Jesus is there, as long as the Spirit of God is there, the power of God, excuse me, God is there. It's there. It is there. Let's go to 18. Verse 18. And some men were carrying on a bed a man who was paralyzed and they were crying they were trying to bring him in and to set him down in front of Jesus now Jesus was they say probably at uh, Peter's house in Capernaum his headquarters there, and you remember he had already touched Peter's uh, mother-in-law, and she had gotten up and served him, things like that, because she had a fever and things. And later on, uh, things were going on. The power of God was moving, moving, moving. But let's look at this part right here. Verse 19 says, but, but not finding a way to bring him, in, uh, bring him before Jesus because the crowd, uh, because they were in the house now. So, so, so nobody could get in the house. Nobody else could get in the house. They had people all around the door, all around that, that area there. So n- that nobody was going to get in there and see Jesus, especially with no, no cart, anything like that. And so what they decided to do. I want, I want friends like this, you know. Yeah. They went up on the roof, on the roof, 
and let him down through the towels. My goodness gracious. Now, that's amazing. It wasn't their house. <laughs> they probably didn't even check the weather report to see what was going to rain. You know, they're going to just they were concerned about their friend. They say, Jesus is here. This is an opportunity. Our friend is paralyzed. We are going to help him. We're going to make sure that we've been hearing all this about Jesus and how he's healed people. Like We can't get you in there in front of the right there to lay him down in the normal way. But look, we're going to risk. We're going to risk. And we're going up on this roof. We're going to tear this thing open enough so that we're going to let you down. Now, I wonder whether they carry ropes with them. If you, if you, if you got a stretcher and a person laying on a stretcher, how are you going to let that person down? You can drop them, but, but that doesn't work too good. He may paralyzed, you'll kill him, you know. But, but they, somehow they found ropes enough to put it on each of us four corners and let that dude down right in the middle of the crowd in front of Jesus. In verse 20 says, seeing their faith. Now, what does faith look like? Well, see, when it says seeing their, their faith, it is that seeing his faith, seeing their faith, because they were willing to risk everything to get that man in front of Jesus to get their needs met. What are we willing to do to get our needs met? Because that, that's, that's very important. What are we willing to do to get our needs met? I said, oh, God, am I willing to do things that people might talk about me? Am I willing to be tenacious? Am I willing to not give up? Because, with the, you know, it's easy to, to have said, hey, we tried. We, we, we brought you here, man. We tried. And you're not the lightest thing in the world, you know. <laughs> so, we, you know, we did put some effort up. You know, we did do that. And so we're just going to take you on back home. You know, he can't get up and, and do anything. He paralyzed. I want friends that will be tenacious to help me when I can't help myself. Because he couldn't help himself. But his friends helped him and Jesus saw their faith. I said, okay. That's what that's what we want, Lord. That's what we want. Now so that that would be number three. Do we have the the tenacity? Do we have the faith? Do we have the stick to itness to do the impossible? To do what most people wouldn't do in order to get what you want that Jesus has. 
you know. And we we could go through many, many things like that. You know, the one with an issue of blood. Would you be willing to embarrass yourself like that in public? Would you be embarrassed? You're short. You want to see Jesus. You heard about him. You're rich. But you're going to run ahead and climb up a tree. And you're rich. See, that man, it could have been a, it could, it, Jesus wasn't going to pass him by because Jesus saw his faith. Jesus knew that this is a rich man. And he's putting his reputation on the line, climbing a tree, just want to get a, a view of this Jesus. And he got what he came for, too. He got it. Are we tenacious enough to do that? Get what we what, what Jesus has for us. And I say, let's do it. Let's do it. Now I want to go from there to the last one. I said there's going to be four. So I've given you how many? Three. Okay, the fourth one, we're going to go to a might be nice if I look at my notes. But um, let's go to another place, Romans. No, let's don't go there yet. We're going, you can go there because we're not going to a scripture before that. But you can go to Romans 10, 9. And number four is the title of the message. Which is easier to say? Which is easier to say? And that's found right here, the ending part of, of here, of this part I'm getting ready to read. And it says that in verse 24, but so that, well, let's go back to 22. But Jesus, aware of their reasoning, now who is he talking about? The Pharisees. And they were reasoning their heart, you know, uh, who is this man who thinks that he can forgive sins? No one can give, forgive sins uh, other than God. That's above that. We won't read it, though. But. And so Jesus knew what was on their mind. He knew what they were thinking. He knew what was in their heart. So 23 says, which is easier to say? Your sins have been Forgiven or to say, get up and walk. Then let me ask, ask, ask that question. Which is it easier to say, your sins are forgiven or to say, be healed? Which is the easiest to say? And I say we have problems answering that question. The church Universal has, we have problems answering that question because we would probably say it's easier to forgive the sins. Well, if you know the scriptures, you, no one can be saved unless they come to, by Jesus. That's the only way. Can't get to the, can't get to the Father except by the Son. You can't, you can't do that. And it's impossible 
He told Nicodemus, it's impossible. It's impossible to be saved with man. But with God, all things are possible. And so we know that that's true. No one can forgive sins but but God himself. But that was the reason he said that anyway. He wanted to let them know, I am God. The Son of Man is God. But still, that wasn't the biggest thing for me. Biggest thing is which is easier. I had to start thinking about that. Which is it easier to say? Your sins are forgiven or be healed. Take up your bed and walk. Which is easier? And so I said, God, I have trouble answering this question because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And so we hear and we've been hearing all the time about um, salvation. All you have to do, Romans, you remember I told you, turn to Romans 10, 9. Um, if you confess with your mouth, Lord Jesus, and believe in your heart that God raised us from the dead, you shall be saved. Okay, we know the scripture. And whoever calls upon in the name of the Lord will be what? Saved. saved. Is it true? Yes. yes, it's true. I don't think we have problems telling people all you have to do is ask Jesus Christ to come to your heart. And, and, and people do that all the time, you know, especially, you know, people uh, who have television programs and things like that. They'll say, say you know, uh, don't want you to want to close the service day without asking if there's anybody here that needs salvation. This is what I want everybody to repeat after me. And, and then they go through the spiel there. And they say, if you have accepted Jesus Christ, if you believe that uh, God raised him from the dead, you're now saved. You're now a child of God. I believe that we think that's easier to say. I think it's easier to say for us because you can't tell whether they got saved or whether they didn't. Only thing you know is that they repeated after you. But it's not easier. Because there's plenty of people who have said those words and still just the loss of the goose. Because you have to believe in your heart. It's more than just uh, saying something with repeating after somebody. They'll do it sometimes just to get you off their case, you know. And I say that I don't want it to be easier to do that than to say, pick up your bed and walk. I don't want it to be easier. And so let's look at Isaiah. Let's, let's go to Isaiah chapter 
hit the three. Let's let's see what God says about this this thing. Because see, faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. So Isaiah fifty three. We see, and let's start in verse four. We see it says in verse four, surely our griefs he himself bore, and our sorrows he carried. Yet we ourselves esteemed him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. But he was pierced through for our transgressions. Have our sins been been uh, taken care of? When were they taken care of? On the cross. He was crushed for our iniquities. When, when did that happen? On the cross. The chastening of our Wealth and well-being fell upon him. When did it fall upon him? And by his scourging, and King James said, by his stripes, we are what healed. Now is that a different place now? Have we gone from the cross yet? No, we haven't gone from the cross yet. And when God showed me verse 4 in the New Testament, let's turn to it in Matthew chapter 8. Verse 14 through 17. Now, this is a, I'm going to give you a backdrop on it. This is, you remember, he went to Peter's house. Okay. So we know he's there. And he heals his mother-in-law. And when the evening came, this is when, we're picking it up here. When Jesus came in, into Peter's home, he saw his mother in low lying sick in bed with a fever. He touched her hand and the fever left her. And she got up and waited on him. When evening came, they brought to him many who were demon-possessed, and he cast out the spirits with a word and healed some, all who were ill. This was to fulfill, now let me ask you a question. Start right there. Is it fulfilled that our sin has been taken care of? It? Yes. 
Are you sure now? Yeah, it's fulfilled. It's fulfilled. Our sins have been paid for by Jesus Christ. He took our, the punishment that was due to us. He took that. It was finished on the cross. He said, it is finished. It was finished. So if that's fulfilled, it says, this was to fulfill what was spoken through Isaiah the prophet. Now that's referring back to verse 4 in Isaiah. That he himself took our infirmities. Infirmities are weaknesses. And he carried away our diseases. I said, Woo. Oh God. You are saying that on the cross, when you says finish, not only was my iniquities, my transgressions, not only was that paid for, but my diseases and and and, and infirmities are weaknesses that occur because of the disease. And if um like like the doctor told me, well see, uh people don't die with um they do not die with CLL. That's the uh, type of cancer they diagnosed to me. They said what they die of is the weaknesses from the disease. See, because what it does is that your white blood cells that are supposed to fight off the disease, they get weak and they start diminishing. And so they can't fight it off any longer. So actually, pneumonia can kill people because they can't fight, the body can't fight it off. And I've been to the hospital, I think, four times with pneumonia so far. I said, oh, man, I don't want to go again. But the, the thing is that he says he himself took my infirmities. He took your infirmities. Whatever disease they pronounced you with or whatever Situation it could be heart problem. It could be stroke. It could be uh, it could be any type of problems. With that, there's going to come some symptoms, some weaknesses. And he says that I took those weaknesses, Willie. I took those weaknesses, Cornerstone. I took the weaknesses. You don't have to worry about the weakness that's going to destroy you. You don't have to worry about the weaknesses that the doctor says you're going to have. And, and, and um, they're supposed to put me on, on another chemotherapy medicine. But, um, and, and I had counseling. They said, well, here's all the weaknesses, all the symptoms, all the things that could happen. And I said, praise God. He took them. He took them. He took them. And, and 
And that's what he wants us to know is that is it easier to say that your sins are forgiven? You can be healed. You can be saved. All you have to do is repeat after me. You can be saved. That's easy. Let's do that. I don't want to do the hard one because if I do the hard one, see, the hard one is right there with the easy one. The hard one says that if I say, take up your pallet and walk, that's hard because if he doesn't get up and walk, what are you going to look like? What am I going to look like? So it's better for me to deal with salvation than to deal with healing. But it was paid for on the same cross. It was paid for. And I say, God, does the church know that? That it's just as easy. It's not one easier than the other. Because Jesus paid for it all. Didn't he? He paid for it all. If he paid for it all, then he paid for it. If he says that this was to fulfill what was spoken through Isaiah the prophet, and fulfill means fulfilled. That's what it means. Jesus is going to come in the flesh, through a virgin, is that fulfilled? It's fulfilled. Well, what's the difference from that being fulfilled and this being fulfilled? It's no different. It's what we have been hearing all the time, is we've been hearing salvation message all the time, all the time, all the time, salvation, 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 which is great because no greater miracle than Salvation. But let me tell you, just like when that person was healed of leprosy, they couldn't keep back the news from traveling. And if if we start believing what the word says, I mean believing now in our heart. Not get somebody off in a corner so nobody will see it, nobody will know. Now, you want, you want to know that you know that you know that Jesus has paid the price for your salvation. He's paid the price for your healing. He's paid the price for your uh, well-being and for your mental well-being. He's paid the price for my sleepless nights sometimes. He's paid the price for all this stuff that we having trouble with everywhere. It's, everybody's going through something I told you before. And they are. And he said, it's fulfilled. It's fulfilled. And so that's what he wanted me to dwell on at number four, is that stop thinking that it's easier to get somebody saved than it is to... Because you can't save them anyway. None of us can save anybody. Neither can we heal anybody. 
It has to be a, a work of the, of God. And if he has paid the price for both of them, then let's start proclaiming both of them. And let's start believing both of them. There are people that is that are waiting for you. They be crying out at night, help me. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. And, and that's what I was doing uh, one night recently because I couldn't get to sleep. I just lay there, and my eyes wouldn't close them. It didn't happen. An hour later, I'm still laying there. And so I didn't sleep the whole night. And I was crying out, God, I can't keep doing this. Help me, Lord. There are people crying out, Lord, this, these weaknesses that's from this thing, help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. Lord, help my daughter. Help my son. Lord, help my marriage. Help my mother. Help us, Lord. We need you, Lord. Help us. They're crying out for you because God wants to send you. That's what he wants to do. Send you. And he's not trying to make it easier or harder. Both been paid for. All things have been paid for. It's like whenever, whenever, uh, taught, we're gonna, we're gonna live from the finish line. The work has been paid for, so let's start there and work for, for, from there. We don't have to work up to Jesus being crucified for us. He has already been crucified for our sins. He's already paid the price for our healing. So let's start there and let's start working from there. That's what he wants to do. Let's stand. Thank you for listening to this message from Pastor Taylor and Cornerstone Community Church. We are located in Lynchburg, Virginia at 525 Old Graves Mill Road. You can find us online at cornerstonelynchburg.com. Contact us by email, cornerstonecom at comcast.net. Or call us at 434-847-4796. We pray the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance on you and give you peace.